Hello everyone, welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. I'm your host, Scott. I'm going to say right now, without further ado again, this upcoming review that is going to happen tonight, which will be on the movie Uncharted, is going to have some spoilers ahead. So please be warned that this upcoming review of the movie Uncharted will have some spoilers ahead for this review. So I'm very sorry for that, but you have been warned that there will be spoilers for this review. I will repeat it again when the beginning of the uh, podcast actually begins. I'm just giving you a quick pre-cutout to everyone that supports this podcast. I want to thank you all for supporting it. Please check out this new episode. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good time. And, well, other things are going to happen. More podcasts to come, as usual. But please, don't miss out on this one. It's a virtue of a lifetime. While I'm mentioning it, I am actually down in Panama about to go see this movie. So it should be a fun time being able to be on the coast of Panama. Because you know what? I'm now going to go find uh, the coffin of Sir Francis Drake, who was buried at sea well over 400 years ago. Hopefully, I do find him. Maybe I don't. Who knows? Maybe I won't find his coffin. Maybe it'll be empty. Who knows? But I will know one thing for certain friends and everyone that's listening out there, my podcast listeners, that one thing's for certain. Whatever I do find, it's going to be mine that claims it. As uh, Sir Francis Drake once said for his Latin phrase, sic parvis magna, greatness from small beginnings. Now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, I shall leave you be. I will be back with the review right after this. Until next time, I will be right back. Hey everyone, welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. I'm back from the movie. I'm back from Uncharted. Oh my goodness, Uncharted. Starring Tom freaking Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle, and of course, Antonio Banderas. It was directed by Ruben Fleischer. Fleischer? It was the story was made by Rafley, Judkins, John Haley, Rosenberg, and Mark D. Walker. It was based on the Naughty Dog franchise that I absolutely loved to death. I know this one was a mixture of basically what it did. It, was, it took parts of Uncharted Four, which I never played. I don't. I don't think I ever will. Not like that. But it's like I won't be able to unless I got a, a PlayStation Five and get the games that way. But again, right now at this moment in time, I don't think I'll play them. But that's beyond the fact. Let's get into the story here, all right? This game so far, it was quite amazing to see the fact that it's, like, the music was amazing. I'll I'll get into everything overall later on, because this movie's been in development for a long time. I remember hearing about it back in 2011. I waited 11 years for this movie. This movie did not disappoint. I'm not going to say it's the best movie ever for a video game franchise adaptation. Far from it. But this movie did actually have some good moments. It had some bad moments, yes. But I'm going to get into everything. So let's start off with the plot, shall we? It's basically we start off with um, my favorite moment from Uncharted 3. Which I absolutely just still can't believe they started it off that way. They started in a kind of in media res moment. Because this is like right before everything actually happens. Well, pretty much well, like, well, it's kind of near the end of the film in a sense like the third it's at the beginning of the third like chapter you could say I don't know what you could call it like the third act I guess you could say act three 
but the way it's done is just so well done. It's just like, oh my gosh, you guys did it. You guys, you crazy sons of bitches did it for me. But um, right now, what I'm saying here is that um, it's basically doing that and then it jumps to a 15 year prior gap where Nathan and his brother Sam are arrested trying to see the first map made after the Magellan expedition and when they get back to the orphanage that they're both from they're both living at I guess because their parents have passed away Sam is basically on his third strike is pretty much going to go to jail but it inst- and um, promises Nate he will see him again very soon he gives him his uh, ring of Sir Francis Drake which I'm currently as you're listening to this podcast am wearing because I am a fan of this franchise and I wanted to wear something I wanted to cosplay for this franchise overall and I thought let's go with the ring that he is wearing around his neck for most of the games and I did just so and I thought, you know what? Let's just go the extra mile, dress up like Nathan Drake. I'm doing a mixture of Nathan Drake from Uncharted 1, 2, and a little bit of 3. I couldn't get the entire outfit properly. I just thought, let's just mission mash everything because I love the franchise and I thought that would work for me. I even got my hair cut in a shorter style to look like Drake. But more or less, after Sam escapes, when he's returned to the orphanage, Nate is like... Give him the ring, and he promised to return for him and the ring. And now it jumps to 15 years later. Nate is living in New York City. He's working as a bartender where he uh, pick up pit pockets uh, wealthy patrons. More or less, uh, one person he, get, he finds himself being a mark of, in a sense, is Victor Goddamn Sullivan, also known as Sully to his friends, who's a fortune hunter who worked with Sam, tracking treasure hidden by the Magellan crew. And explains to Nate that Sam vanished after trying to steal uh, Juan Sebastian Elcano's diary while working on a job for him. So they decide to say, you know what, let's partner up. And more or less, that's what they do. They decide to partner up and they decide to go the extra mile and just do that. You know what I mean? Nate, who's worked on several, po- like who's, who agrees, has several postcards from Sam that S- Sam has sent him over the years, agrees to help him find his brother and also help Sully. Sully and they go to an auction to steal a golden cross that's linked to the crew of the Magell- like that Magellan was working with. That uh, they, inf- they actually encounter the last descendant of the Makanda Makanda Makata family Moncada, Santiago Moncada who's played so wonderfully well by Antonio Banderas and I gotta admit I love Antonio Banderas, one of my favorite movies of all time with him in it. Like, one of my favorite movies that he's ever in for all time is Desperado. Now, I may not be Latin American. I just love adding that part to my like, to his name, Antonio Banderas. I love rolling my R's because I am slightly scholarly, so I have a reason to be able to roll my R's like that whenever I say Antonio Banderas. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's one of those things, it's a, it's a thing I do, I don't know why, I'm sorry for anyone that is offended by that, it's just who I am as a person, I love being able to explore cultures, but let's just keep in tone with the movie, okay? Duro Banderas is playing Santiago Moncada, 
who, like, and he was the last descendant of the Bacada family who funded the original expedition. And Joe Braddock, who was a, a leader of mercenaries hired by them. Nathan is ambushed by her man and in, has an ensuing fight during an auction that was just a distraction for Sully to steal the cross. They find out that they have to travel to Barcelona, where they think the treasure's hidden originally. And they get in, they have a rendezvous with Sully's contact, who is later a bit of a love interest for Nate, kind of in the video games, not a whole lot. She's kind of there, but she's not really a true love interest. She's kind of just there, if I was to say anything about her. It is uh, the one and only, the Indiana Jones with uh, nice-looking hair, Miss Chloe Fraser, who was voiced by Claudia Black in the franchise, but here is being played by, if I recall correctly, she is being played by Sophia Ali, who I'm going to say overall has done very well with this. Like, I got to say, I enjoyed her in this role as Chloe. I didn't think she'd be that great because I'm like kind of saying, oh, come on, you know, like I'm expecting something else from Chloe. Like I was expecting to maybe, like, maybe we'll see Atlanta Fisher in the sequel. That's if we do get a sequel. We might, we might not. But I thought this was so far so good. Like, we're meeting her. We're meeting someone who's going to be more or less a character that we're going to know in future movies if we get more from this franchise. I would like to see so, because this was definitely a, fra- a movie that needs a, a, a sequel. I personally think. But anyways, when we meet her... She has another cross, and she tries to steal the first cross from Nate, but Nate and Sully convince her to work with them. Meanwhile, Santiago confronts his father, Armando, who is uh, donating all of the family fortune because um, he thinks that his son is not worth inheriting at all. And Santiago orders him, like, uh, orders Braddock to kill his dad. Nate, Sully, and Chloe, following clues from the diary, go to this church known as Santerium del Pai, which is, I guess, St. Mary of the Pine tree. And they follow, they find a secret crypt behind an altar, which leads them to finding a lot of uh, traps and whatnot, almost drowning, almost dying because of stupid people. Because they're both kind of idiotic, but this is what the franchise is known for. And. Well, uh, oh. Oh my, sorry, there's a. A little bit of a. Bit of a disturbance around where I am currently, it looks like. There's a lot of uh, police presence that's kind of frightening me a little bit. There's just three. Vehicles. Sorry about that. I'm going to continue on with my review. I didn't mean to stop there. But I just kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep moving. Hopefully nothing too bad. But anyways, they uh, find that Sully barely manages to open the trap door area that they need to get out of before they both drown. And using the two crosses to unlock the secret passage... Nathan and Chloe find a map that indicates the treasure is in the Philippines. Chloe betrays Nathan and, and uh, knocks him out cold. And Sully finds out that Nate now knows the truth. That Sully was working with his brother. And uh, 
is a little ticked off that he didn't know the whole truth, and he, he decides to take off. Meanwhile, we find ourselves uh, seeing Wakando actually hired Chloe first off to do everything for the treasure, and actually is helping them find it all properly. And after Sully reunites with Nate, after he's like ambushed, like he f- actually escapes. Like, well, he doesn't really escape. But he um, talks to, to him about everything and says, uh, "Makanda has now been betrayed by Braddock, who departs in a cargo plane and all that to go to the Philippines. And let's just work together. I'm sorry that I I didn't tell you the whole truth, Nate. I'm sorry. Like, he does it in a in a positive fashion." But he does it in a sense where it's like, I get it. Like, I get you're pissed off, Nate. But you shouldn't be going after someone who knew your brother and just, in a sense, is, is upset you. You know what I mean? Don't do that to yourself. That's There's no point, you know? There's no point in that. But anyways, after that happens, they find themselves getting onto the plane. Finding out that McConnell's been uh, betrayed by Braddock. And... They hide in the plane in the Macondo's SL350 AMG going, which, oh my god, I am so pissed off they destroyed this movie. But this is when it kind of jumps to kind of like where the, it's kind of the all caught up sort of piece now. Because now they're dealing with everything that's going on in this, and it's, oh my goodness, it's just ridiculousness times ridiculousness times infinity times just what the hell is going on. Because a massive uh, fight ensues because Nate wanted to ask Braddock, did you really kill my brother and whatnot? Like, it's just, oh my goodness, just ridiculousness. On top of ridiculousness, on top of funniness, on top of just, oh crap. Like, this actually kind of feels like it combines parts of the first one of the Uncharted games, Drake's Fortune a little bit, as well as three for this scene. Because there is one point where I'm just like... When are they just going to do what I think they're going to do? But, uh... Sully parachutes out. Nate gets knocked out of the plane with Chloe, who actually st- attempts to escape with the map after Makanda's death and, uh... drive off in the car that they basically destroyed. They find themselves on a beach and, oh my god, did they do it? Did they actually do it? Yes, they did. Oh my god, I can't believe it. They actually brought him in. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm still holy shit. This would immediately give me a 10 out of 10 if he was actually in here for longer or as at least a narrator. They brought him in the voice of Nathan Drake himself, Nolan North, Mr. Oh, crap. Ah, what did they arrive? Crap, crap. Nathan Drake himself, Nolan North. I am sorry for screaming, everyone, but hearing him, oh my god, and seeing him too, that was even funnier. That was even the best part. That was the best part for me. I actually, well, not really the best, best part, but just him, like, like asking what happened to uh, Nate and Chloe. He said, oh, and they explained, oh, yeah, that happened to me once. And it's just like, <laughs> I know that's you, Nolan. I know that's you as Nate, man. I know that's you. And it's just like, oh. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm having a bit of a, a nostalgia screamo moment, whatever you want to call it. 
I'm just having a big like fanboy gasm, I guess. Ding, 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 ding. And I'm sorry for that. I'm not trying to be intensely just screaming, oh my God, it's him. It's the man that I've loved hearing voice one of my favorite franchises for like the past couple of years since I've ever played them. No, that's not the case. If you think that is the case, I am sorry for screaming so loudly into this. I am very sorry. But I love the franchise. I love Nolan North. He's just one of those character voice actors that I just... Every time I hear him, I can't... It doesn't matter what game it is. I still hear Nathan Drake. I don't hear anything else. But anyways... Um... After that happens, they uh, land in the Philippines and they realize that the map does not pinpoint exactly to the treasure. And surmising that Sam has left some clues in his postcards, Nathan decides to conclude where the treasure's location is. And uh, decides to trick Chloe because he's unsure about her loyalties, where her loyalties lie, and gives her some fake coordinates while actually learning where the real coordinates are by breaking parts of the two crosses off to make a compass out of them. Because a message that was done in Hidden Ink was done by Sam to help Nate as he was doing this completely. And, uh, yeah. He does that. He finds the ships for Magellan's treasure because he passed away before everything was found. Anyways, uh, what was it? After he finds out what's going on, he loses her fake coordinates, reunites with Sully, finding the ships, and now Braddock has followed them and is forcing Nate and Sully to hide as her crew as her crew airlifts the ships out of where it is. And this is where it looks like Uncharted 1 all over again because it reminds me of when Atok Navarro and Gabriel Roman were unleashing, well, finding themselves with this, um, this tomb, not even this tomb, but this, um, golden jewel-encrusted coffin that is known as El Dorado, known as the El, the Golden Man, not the Golden City, everyone is, everyone thinks that El Dorado is a city of gold, it really isn't a city of gold from what I've surmised from Uncharted as well as other places that say it's a city of gold. I don't believe it is. There are many other fictionalized cities of gold like Kavera, Ubar, Shambhala. All these crazy cities that are fictionalized in many mythos. I'm not saying they're not real, but I'm always saying for myself, I don't believe them to be true. And I'm looking at El Dorado as what it actually is. A huge gold-like statue that is not really a statue itself. It's more of like... A tomb, like King Tut's casket, whatever you want to call it, like his tomb, whatever you want to call it, his resting place, his coffin, that's a tomb, like, with the crust with jewels and whatnot, and just craziness. And, um, overall, when that happens, after he reunites, he's still a little pissed off at Sully, but he says, we found something together, like, we, I only found it for my brother, but you found it for yourself. And uh, they hide. Like, uh, in their escape, Sully commandeers 
one of the helicopters after they both have a fight on the ship with some pirate like swords and it's just like oh my goodness this has become a little bit like uncharted drake's fortune a little bit of uh drake's deception a little bit but at the same time it's almost like pirates of the caribbean now and there's also some references subtle like you can kind of see easter egg references as well to naughty dog in this game in this movie as well which is nice but there's other things like that as well and it, it just it's just oh my goodness it's amazing And it's just like they uh, reunite, they sh- get shipped out. And slowly Commodore is one of the sh- like the helicopters, causing Braddock to order the other one to approach the uh, for boarding action. Nate defends himself against her mercenaries and sh- um, also finds himself with a new holster, I guess, shoulder holster strap set up. That when that happens, I actually had another nostalgia standgasm. Of hearing the third uh, version of Nate's theme from Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. This was another thing that made me just go, oh my god! Not literally out loud, but I'm like, yes! I, I had that, I had to be subtle about it because I'm in my head screaming, oh my god, this is amazing! But he was really smart about what he does next because Nate actually found some gunpowder and is like gunpowder and he's this because he's on a pirate ship right well on a ship that has cannons and whatnot he finds and after he's uh, disabled one of the last baddies almost gets himself hit in the nuts with a cannonball right in his nuts which actually made me laugh a little bit but he uses this to his advantage loads the cannon lights up the cannon itself fires it and the other ship as well as the helicopter crash Braddock seems to have escaped that, so she's in for one more confrontation. Nate has to ditch his treasure, it looks like, and he's a little annoyed about... Oh, not Nate. Sully has to abandon the treasure that he had in his hel- in the helicopter. He's a little ticked off about that. And, uh... He actually throws the bag of collected treasure at Braddock, who is crushed to her death when the ship breaks and falls on top of her. As the Philippine naval units arrive, Nathan and Sully... Well, Nate and Sully escape with some pickpocketed treasure from the ship mind you and they also see that chloe's also escaped two on boat and she's kind of like oh you bastards and that's actually how the movie ends but there's two extra scenes there's one that's right before the credits begin which has uh sam writing another postcard to him from jail i'm not sure which jail exactly I think it might be a Panamanian jail, which, uh, <laughs> if it is a Panamanian jail, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry laughing, cause, uh, I haven't obviously been in a Panamanian jail, but there may be some others that may have been in a Panamanian jail. I don't think many of my listeners are from Panama, so, even though not, no big deal. It is kind of funny, though, if they are from Panama, like if they've been to Panama and been in jail, but at the same time, if they haven't been, don't go there. If you want to know what's worse, pirates or a Panamanian jail, I'm going to go with pirates. Maybe not pirates. Maybe the Panamanian jail if you've played the Uncharted games. But even then, if you haven't, that's not a big deal. What I can't say is um, the game is actually quite enjoyable nevertheless. It is, well, the games are enjoyable. But the movie also has that scene where he's writing another postcard. He's writing another postcard to... Nate saying, hey, 
I'll get out soon, Nate. Don't worry. Hopefully these let these postcards come uh, come to you well enough and in time. And uh, there's one more scene that has uh, Sully with a mustache and his signature revolver and his signature look, no less, from it looks like Uncharted Three, maybe a little bit of one kind of. With the Hawaiian shirt, the dockers, the revolver, but the mustache looks more like it's from Uncharted 3. So I'm just like, <laughs> you son of a bitch, you. And then there's also a baseball t-shirt uh, looking Drake, looking Nate. And they're, I guess, uh, they're doing a deal with some guy that might lead them to another treasure, which involves a Krieg's Marine map, which... Uh, well, I think this might be to Drake's fortune. This might lead to Drake's fortune, but I don't know. This is also like another sequel baiting a bit, these two scenes. I don't think this movie will get a sequel right away. I've been hearing it's been very middling in its uh, reviews. I'm not gonna like beat around the bush. I like this movie. Do I think it's the best movie out there? No. Did it make me smile and make me kind of enjoy the old games again? Yes. Will I go back and play them? Probably. If I ever get the chance to. What will I rate this movie out of 10? Well, that's the hard part. Now, I don't want to sound biased because I am. I love the franchise a lot. So I I have to be unbiased about it. If I'm going to give this movie a solid rating out of 10... This movie, as much as I liked it, I don't see myself coming back to it a whole lot. I mean, if I do decide to, because this is the second movie in a couple of years that were based on video game adaptations, but this was a live action, not a live action animation hybrid like Sonic the Hedgehog was, which I still think I gave too high of a rating, which I think I give it a 10. I don't remember, but I got to give this out this movie a 7. Doesn't help. It does help that it did give me the moments of nostalgia that I loved. This felt like what the games would be if they weren't already cinematic enough. Because the games themselves feel like you're watching a movie. I sure as hell feel like I'm watching a movie half the time when I play the games. But then there's moments where I screw up a lot, so that kind of helps. But I will say, if I ever do go back to play them again which I might in the future. I will say that this franchise definitely deserves a lot more than it's been given. Like, if this movie does get a sequel, I will probably go see it, and I will probably try and make sure I grow the mustache out a little bit better and uh, dress like Victor Sullivan for the sequel. Because this movie, it, it, it was good. I'm not saying it's going to be the best movie of all time, no, but I will say for Midnight Movie Confessionals, this was a solid 7 out of 10. Now, if I was to be completely biased, I would say it's 10 out of 10. No, I'm not going to say that. There were moments where I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like, there was a lot of deception and whatnot, which I liked. It was a lot of like, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. But it was also like a kind of a, a run-of-the-mill game that you can kind of just sit back and watch and I like that about it and I'm not gonna beat around the bush and say 
this movie need to do more. I don't think it did need to do more. But I will say this movie did its job and it made me happy. Now, am I happy that I watched it and enjoyed it? Yes. Will I watch it again in theaters? Probably not. Will I watch it again in the future? Probably. I don't know. I'm not like jumping at the, the, the bits to see it again. Especially not in costume, mind you. But I am happy I saw it. I'm very happy it did its job for me. It made me impressed to see what they could do with how long they've had for this movie to become a thing. Because I know Adia Rad's been talking about this for decades now. Almost two decades. Since 2008, I think he had it going on. In 2010, it has some solid development. Mark Wahlberg was attached to it. So let's say I, I was waiting for at least 11 plus years because I knew... When they were thinking about making it, they were going to make it around 2015. Never happened. But it still was good. And I got to say, I'm happy I saw it. This was definitely well worth the time to be giving me. <coughs> Sorry. <sighs> Sorry about that. That normally doesn't happen on my podcast. But something was stuck in my throat. But anyways, I'm going to give this film a 7 out of 10. Like I said, very well done. Definitely a movie I can watch again. But probably won't right away in the future. But I will say, if I do watch again, it'll be a good time. Now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I must uh, bid you adieu for now. It isn't goodbye. I will be doing another Midnight Movie Professional movie review very soon. As well as a Music from the Curious Chair review. Both will be coming very soon. I've just been busy with other things going on. I haven't had a chance to do more than I wanted to lately. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to find what helps you create more. You don't want to hit a writer's block. Now, with it being 2022, I do know that next month I have possibly two music from the curator's chair reviews. I do have another one. I do have one that's coming out next week, I believe. Unless it's coming out tomorrow. I don't recall. But I think it's out next week. I'm going to be doing one on the new Tears for Fears album, The Tipping Point, which will be great to listen to. I will be doing that very soon. And then I have another one I need to do for the album Vanishing Point by Primal Scream and then I have another one that I'll be doing for March for Thin Lizzy's Chinatown which I promised I was going to do last year and I will do it this year because I'm just I, I haven't I just give no fucks anymore I'm just going to do it for myself even if it's the worst viewed one that's going to be the case but until next time everyone this is it's been a blast to watch Uncharted I will see you again all very soon this is Scott signing out and transmission.